it's time to take another trip down into the tomb of Dracula. This time around, I'm going to be with my buddy Scott, and we're going to tackle two more issues of the series, and they're going to be very, very important because they are the inroad for Marvelous Marv Wolfman, who takes over as writer from now until the end of the series. We talk about the two issues and his impact on them, and a lot more, so stay tuned. in the hotel. I was afraid of this. Lisa, it's time you were told our family's most carefully guarded secret. Family secret? It's kept in this safe. That's why I would never allow this room to be used. This was your grandfather from one of Europe's oldest families. And here is another picture of him. Zoinks! You mean Gramp was a vamp? Our family left Europe in hopes of escaping the vampire curse that has followed us for generations. But now, he has found us. Are you saying the vampire we saw tonight is my grandfather? Yes. Here to turn you into a vampire. Lisa? That's why the vampire went after Daphne. He didn't know about Lisa trading rooms. We better solve this mystery fast, because until we do, you're in terrible danger. Oh, no. We'll start by checking the ballroom. Maybe the vampire is in one of those coffins. Shag, you and the Scooby brothers stay and guard Lisa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And I'm here to talk some Tomb of Dracula again. And that would bring my partner in crime here, Scott to uh talk with me about it uh what's going on man hey man just uh hanging out reading some awesome comics <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we're continuing with our tomb of dracula coverage here and we're up to the first issue that is going to have uh marv wolfman uh, scripting here right yeah and he he came with both barrels blazing man he was ready mm-hmm. to go i think he, he really from the get-go uh makes his presence known I really, I dug these. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I think right away you did see a little bit better, a little bit more tighter scripting with him. And then, uh, like I think I've said in the past, it, as he gets rolling, it gets even better and better. Yeah, it's great. And no disrespect to the writers that came previously, but uh, I don't know. There's definitely a, a shift, I feel like, in these issues where you can mm-hmm. just, okay, now we're, going to get some really cohesive stories and really good writing for the most part too just the his language i think is really good in this yeah he does have a really good voice for these characters and i want to say right out the gate here uh two quick things first we are had a lot of trouble finding uh, cover credits for these uh, two issues seven and eight we're uh, doing tonight here so I- i'm not even going to try to attempt to say this is who did the cover who didn't do the cover um so we're not going to go down that road we're just going to say how we feel about them and then uh, the second thing is uh, the D- uh, the marvel fandom website has a synopsis for each of these books but they are literally a mile long and I just feel like it'd be better just to talk about them rather than spend, you know, that much time uh, synopsizing them. So there's just like little, uh, you know, one to two sentence uh, synopsis on uh, Grand Comics database. So I'm just going to fire them off in front of each of these issues and 
then we can dive into them. So, <laughs> so warning, warning, warnings out of the way. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah, so this is uh, Tomb of Dracula number seven we're going to jump into. And this is cover dated March 1973. And uh, again, we don't really have concrete evidence as to who did this cover, but we'll talk about it. So uh, what do you think of this cover? Uh, I think it's a really good cover. It's strong. Um, the the theme of psychotic children is always a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this has Dracula, looks like, in a graveyard. And opening his cape, you know, he's got the, the arms spread wide and his cape open. And it looks like maybe he was concealing all these kids beneath his cape. <laughs> mm -hmm. and he, voila! Look what I have. And... Uh, you can see the the well, yeah. You can kind of see the faces of the people in front of them. They they look they look shocked and properly terrified. So, mm -hmm. yeah. The only criticism criticisms I would levy to the cover would be Dracula's face uh, and hair look a little off. And again, yeah. we don't we don't know exactly who penciled and inked. I mean, it says Tom Palmer inked it, but it doesn't even look like Tom Palmer inks to me, especially on the face of Dracula. There, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would disagree. It, it's a nice, it's a cool picture, but yeah, the Dracula on the cover does not look like the Dracula we've been seeing in the pages. No, yeah, the, the face is very, very different. And then also, very rarely do you see what Dracula is wearing under his cape. Mm -hmm. It's not often that you see what he's wearing on the interior pages, so this little vest and all, he almost looks like a you know an 1800s like crazy minister or something with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy outfit he has on here but otherwise spectacular yeah. the kids look insane pitchforks knives a spear <laughs> one of the spear, little maniacs yeah. has <laughs> so yeah and taj frank drake and rachel are like ah and uh dracula of course is uh got his uh you know he's not too uh cocky here but he says good evening frank drake these are my little friends they're here to show you that the child is slayer of the man yeah <laughs> and of course the logo's there and looks fantastic and a a little uh, corner box. Uh, I guess it's a corner circle of Dracula there. Yeah, and I like the uh, full moon in the background. Mm. The almost silhouettes of the tombstone. I love tombstones. I love graveyards. So it looks. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it does. It looks really awesome. Like an like an angel kind of tombstone or something there with this the moon in the background. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Great. All right. So yeah, like we said, a uh, marvelous Marv Wolfman. This is his big debut here in the title, and uh, we have pencils Gene Colan, inks uh, and colors Tom Palmer, and letters John Costanza. So the, the the band's all here for the the long run moving forward after a couple issues. But we'll we'll get into that uh, as we move along here. These next couple issues are have a little bit of a shake up with you know inking um, until Tom comes back. But uh, that's we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But uh, all right, so let's dive into this one. So, you know, just on the, like I said, the uh, comics.org, it just says, uh, Drake is introduced to the Harkers, and Dracula hypnotizes a group of children and orders them to attack the vampire hunters, which that's pretty much what happens here, but there's a, a lot more, a lot more to unpack than that. So uh, why don't we dive into this? Yeah. So what about this uh, initial splash page here? I really like this one. What do you think? The artwork, of course, is fantastic here, right? Yeah, it's great. It's it's also something we haven't seen yet. Uh, snow swirling in a night sky. And Dracula commanding the storm, if, when you read the, uh, the text. Mm -hmm. I also love the title, Night of the Death Stalkers, and, and the lettering. It looks great. It's beautiful. 
as always, all these splash pages have been amazing pretty much. Yeah, when it's Gene Cullen and Tom Palmer, you know at least that first page is going to be an excellent splash page, and sometimes you get another one or even two during the you know the story as well. It's fantastic stuff, and like I said, the caption boxes there from Wolfman, they even uh, set it off even more talking about, you know, vampires having these uh, powers of, you know, the elements and this and that and the mist itself. And I love how it says the vampire can command all the meaner animals, the rat <laughs> and the wolf. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, all right, I got you that. Just, uh, but what about cats? Usually cats are really pissed off. So <laughs> I guess he commands them too, right? <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but I don't see why not. Yeah, I've known some pretty mean cats. <laughs> I can, I can, now I'm just picturing Dracula with an army of cats coming. <laughs> That'd be a great visual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he's uh I didn't realize there were a snowy mountains outside of London, like this close where you can see London in the uh like like no. a big mountain like that. I thought it was kind of flat around there. Maybe not. <laughs> snowy mountains of London. Yeah. It's, it's one of those comic book things where you just kind of shrug and go, eh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah and then we get a classic you know you go to the next page and you get the classic him jumping off this you know mountaintop here and changing into bat form and that looks really crazy yeah that's a again like every every transformation i feel like gene is doing something different mm -hmm. still doing it here I've, i haven't seen this exact uh whatever you want to call it half man half bat thing uh, yeah that middle panel right yeah, it looks Ooh. pretty. It's crazy looking. Yeah, the face on the on the Batman there, the Batman. <laughs> also, I didn't realize uh, it escaped my attention that Tom Palmer was doing the colors on issue two, and I really like the colors in these panels too. Yeah, other than when I see a mistake as far as like a printing mistake, usually his colors are pretty good and pretty tight. I like them. Yeah, it's nice. I don't like. I wouldn't have thought to make. Dracula's hair purple and his cape green in this first panel, but mm -hmm. it looks really cool that way. So nice job. Yeah, it looks great. And then we uh, are introduced to, you know, we don't know it at this point yet, but uh, Edith Harker, right? she's uh, Quincy's daughter. She's leaving work, and this uh, old dude's like, hey, do you want me to give you a ride home? And she's like, nah, no thanks. I'll just walk home. And she starts walking home, and the next thing you know, uh, a bat's swooping in at her, and there are also some rats creeping around her. and it's Dracula, and she knows who he is. She's like, Dracula? And he's like, how do you know me, woman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's so condescending, always. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this was great. I love, it's, again, something we've seen, and I think in almost every issue, is somebody walking down the street, and then the bat comes. And I, hadn't, I had, haven't read these in so long that I kind of forgot who this was, and her reaction to the bat I thought was when I first read this because it's a bat coming at me. Dear Lord, no, not here, not now. And I was like, geez, lady, it's just a bat. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> hey, it's just a bat. But yeah, was, not, yeah, not, yeah, not, not here, not now. So like two blocks from now and five minutes right. would be better or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> That totally explains, like, real quick. And then I was like, oh, okay, she knows that that's Dracula. Um, yeah, I love that panel when she says Dracula, and he's towering over her there. She looks like, that looks really crazy. Yeah, he looks super monstrous there. The next panel's great, too, where she brandishes her crucifix. Um, he looks 
totally like lo the loathing on his face for seeing that cross is great. Yeah, I love the way Gene draws him. <laughs> so yeah, good. and then he backhands her or, or slaps her for having a crucifix and yeah. says, Blast you, woman, I must find another victim. You can keep your peasant blood and let the rats feast on it. <laughs> wow, how does he know she's a peasant? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, yeah, she's, I love that panel there on the next page, too, where she's laying there and the rats start, like, closing in on her. I'm like, wow, that's creepy. Yeah, it's really good. Um, those are really big rats, too. They are. They look like cats. <laughs> yeah. The size of a cat. There we go. There's his army. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. then uh, yeah the rats start scattering because we have a new character yeah rolling in in his uh, wheelchair here is Quincy Harker and he has his uh, uh, dog here Saint who I actually love too it's a, a character we see throughout you know the issues for quite a long time and I like at some point it doesn't look like here but at some point we see that uh saint uh, gets a collar and it has crosses all over it so if he uh, goes after dracula he can kind of be a little more effective <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> what a great <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah he scares away the rats and then quincy's like you know wondering if she's dead or not and he's like oh she breathes thank god and tomorrow she'll be well again and then he goes now we go home i want my daughter safely in her bed i'm like okay dude so we see the bat fly off and uh it's uh heading towards uh, I don't know if it's heading towards this mortuary or not, but it does go into a building, and uh, here we get some more abuse for Clifton Graves. <laughs> <laughs> the mm -hmm. more I read these, the more I love how mean Dracula is to Clifton. I can't, it's it's kind of hilarious to me. He's oh, it's really great. <laughs> oh, yeah, he talks down to him, slaps him around all the time. It's great. I mean, we're only going to see, like, two more issues of it, and then that's going to be end of Clifton. You know, spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, for now, it's great. <laughs> and he kind of deserves it. He is kind of a whining, wheedling, annoying uh, little monkey of a man, you know? I don't yeah, know he's why Dracula's keeping him. <laughs> yeah, I guess he it's like that. Dracula's always like, no, you're an idiot. You're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I help you, master? I only wish to serve you. You, you're no better than a whimpering child. Get away from me, fool, before I sicken of your cowardly presence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. He slaps him down. I'm like, man, geez. And then we get a elsewhere. And uh, we kind of finish up with the uh, last issue's uh, storyline of the uh, Daring or Deering family with that crazy uh, yeah. look, almost look like a Sasquatch type son. And man, Rachel Van Helsing, she gets a little mm -hmm. cocky here. Uh, you know, the the guy's like, oh, thank you for helping us out, you know, and, and proving that my son wasn't the killer of those women. If word had gotten out, it would have been ruinous to our reputations. And she says, perhaps if you'd been more of a father than a jailer to your son, he wouldn't have run away. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she ain't lying. And he goes, Ahem, that young woman remains as family business and hardly any of yours. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, telegram time. Right. And, you know, Quincy had sent a telegram saying, you know, get back to London because Dracula's here going nutty and we got to stop him. And they jump on a train. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Great train. I'm I'm a fan of trains, by the way. So I love that panel. Oh yeah, trains and old cars in cool. comics. I just always are like, wow, because usually it's you know Gene Cole or something like that. They get it right. They look fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I know it's just a simple little panel of a train, but I really love it. Yeah, and I lo- I love how too. Then they get off, and uh, Rachel says uh, that they're going to be meeting uh, Quincy, and she goes, "You'll like him, Frank. He believes in gadgets, electronics, a scientific approach to vampire stalking." There he is now over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's into gadgets it sounds like you know he's got like kitchen gadgets to make cooking easier and stuff i'm like right gadgets <laughs> yeah kind of vague but you know yeah it but, definitely sets him up yeah she's she's not lying he's there in his wheelchair and she's like oh still up to your old tricks eh, quincy i see you converted your wheelchair to self-drive so this guy's got a jazzy back in the 70s here which is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool and i was wondering i i don't know my wheelchair timelines but i was like oh maybe that was a new thing or something that hadn't really happened much yet so yeah that's cool he's, he's got his own locomotion he's doing good yeah and he tells frank like that his, he uh... go ahead no i just i like his look i really like quincy's look too he's got a sort of uh later era Orson Welles thing going on, I think. Yeah, Orson Welles or Wolfman Jack or somebody here. I don't know what he's he's got this <laughs> beard mustache going on. <laughs> he looks great though. Yeah, I do love Quincy quite a bit. Um, but yeah, he uh, says, you know, oh, don't worry about your hotel rooms. I canceled them. You know, you're gonna stay with me at my you know palatial estate here. And they jump in the car and take off. And uh, you know, there's a little bit of conversation on the way over there. But you know, once they get to his home, then. Uh, it's like, hey, you know, you guys need some rest. You were traveling and fighting Dracula. Go take a nap. And, you know, they go and get some sleep and then wake up from that. And he's going to show some of his gadgets here to them, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is fun. I love this stuff. This is pure comic book fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the tube, the weapon that will track Dracula. A weapon from which there is no escape. Yeah. <laughs> We know how that always goes with Dracula, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, spoiler, spoiler alert! But later in the issue, you know, Dracula doesn't need to escape it. A bunch of children do, but anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Taj has a a box. Carrying a box, and he says, uh, "Open the box, Taj." And what's in the box? (laughs) Not somebody's head. No, <laughs> yeah, that would really be surprising. It's not Brad Pitt's wife's head. It's a bat. <laughs> and he says, I love how he says, you needn't worry. It's not vampiric. I just used it to demonstrate and assume you've cornered our right. tricky count. You, Rachel, have fired your crossbow. He turns into a bat and escapes. Until now, that is, uh, that is, I take this tube and fire, releasing a net. And he goes, the net surrounding the bat preventing his escape. You forget, Quincy. Dracula can turn into mist if he's uh, if he wished. And he goes, no, my dear, I haven't forgotten. Observe those balls. And I just laugh every time I see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It's, so <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like it's like a, 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 I'm like 12, but still uh, <laughs> observe those balls. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, you got to laugh. You can't help it. <laughs> yeah, he does say they are. They act as weights to secure the bat, but they are also filled with garlic. Garlic, as you know, prevents him from changing form. And he's like, uh, so then we have trapped our prey. And there's the bat. It's like, it almost looks like it's on the ground, standing up on its hind legs, which I didn't think they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, I give up. Let yeah. me out of here. <laughs> probably hates that smell of the garlic. Yeah. And it's yeah, probably like, awful. this old creep let me alone already. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like how... Uh, Quincy, he must have read the previous issues because every time Rachel, like you think that crossbow is pretty badass, but it's so ineffective. Every time she's shot at Dracula, it <laughs> does turn into a and escapes. And Quincy knows that. So he's like, no, nah, we, we need we need this net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why that, that's wild. And then how about this next page where he starts explaining his you know history with uh with uh, Dracula. Oh, man, that page, I really, really like that page. Yeah, this is cool. This is really good. Um, everything about it. It's yeah, like Gene. Yeah, it's like a montage. Like, Gene kind of... It, it's Quincy's face, or part of his face, is the large part of the, the panel. It's like about a two-thirds uh, splash page. And then mm-hmm. to the right is a vampire bat, which I would assume it's Dracula, and it looks really freaking creepy. And then down in the left-hand corner, it's I would assume that's uh, Rachel's uh, grandfather there putting a stake to Dracula. And then another panel, Dracula ready to bite a woman. Like, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's great. If this is when you're like, oh, yeah, this is a horror comic. Because mm. this panel exudes. Yeah, that bat is really creepy. Dra- Dracula's face is creepy, too, the underneath. His mouth is so big there. It's like he unhinged his jaw or something, getting ready to bite the throat out of this woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's some great stuff there. And then he continues with the story a little bit onto the next page. And, you know, then the next thing you know, it's uh, he's uh, pissed off and he's like, 60 years I've been fighting, fighting, Mr. Drake. And yes, yes, my gadgets are important. Very important. Because I guess he kind of insulted his gadgets in the (laughs) the previous page. And, you know, today's... Great. Sorry, there's a great line here, that, another one where I laugh, where Frank, after he sees the net, and he says, I'm impressed, but then I get turned on by electric pencil sharpness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, turned on is probably not the right way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah he's uh, Quincy's is slamming his fist down like how dare you make fun of my gadgets and then uh, back to uh, the crazy crypt or whatever here and we have our idiot uh, Clifton master master <laughs> the sun has set you can awaken now let me help you master to destroy Van Helsing please and you see Dracula's hand come out and like grab him by the neck and say your endless prattle offends me Graves now silence while Dracula rises. <laughs> and he continues on to the next page with it too, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's still going. Mark today well, my mindless fool. <laughs> today is the day Dracula destroys all his living enemies. Today I begin my conquest of this foolish globe. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's just 
fawning all over Dracula constantly, and Dracula's like not having it at all. Yeah, and he chucks him away. Now be gone. I need to think. And as he's getting chucked across the room, ready to get his head smashed in, he's yes, master. I serve <laughs> only you, master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Clifton. <laughs> mm. And then we get a, a scene here of a bunch of boys out. I, I don't know if it's at a schoolyard or not. It, it's at nighttime, so maybe it's just you know they like playing you know kickball at night here because the moon's up right. pretty good and Dracula's running around, so it's pretty dark out. And the ball goes uh, bouncing over, and he picks it up and he says, "No need to worry, lad. Here's your ball." And he's like, "Yes, sir. Thank you." And they, he starts hypnotizing this kid and says to the other kids, "Come closer, boys, closer." And he hypnotizes these kids and. Yeah, that page there, what is it? I guess page uh, 15, maybe, where it says, uh, deep into the eyes, all of you stare into the eyes of Dracula. And the face looks a bit off there again on Dracula. That kind of blew me away, because, you know, in, interior-wise here, this is Gene and Tom Palmer, but it kind of looks a little weird, doesn't it? It does look weird. I don't know why. It doesn't look like the previous or following Draculas. It looks closer to the one on the cover, oddly enough. Yeah, it almost looks like somebody redid that face because it just it doesn't look like any of the other interior shots of Dracula. And it's just like, OK, I all right. But yeah, he uh, <laughs> hypnotizes all these dude, little like little boys and says, now come, children, we have work to do and foes to destroy. Come follow me, my army of young assassins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty insidious plan. I do love the uh, this is a shot of Dracula walking away. So we get his backside with his cape kind of flowing i man, the way uh gene draws the flowing cape is great it just looks like almost like the mist itself sometimes you know i don't mm -hmm. know the way the way he does that so gene colon <laughs> yeah and i love how too he always is like fist pumping and putting his hands in the air and ha ha ha, ha. like yeah. always there's always something funny he's always laughing about how he's going <laughs> to kill somebody I love it. He really enjoys his work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, oh, and then, you know, he does get them back to this, like, ramshackle-looking house or whatever outside of London, it says. And he starts explaining the plan to uh, his buddy here, Clifton. And uh, he calls him a mindless fool again. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go set the trap. And here we go. A, what a pub scene. So... <laughs> <laughs> we we got a pub scene here, and I just could not stop laughing at this dialogue. So we get for he's a jolly good fellow, and a bunch of drunk dudes are singing it at this bar. Yep. And it says, a toast to our foolish friend on his impending doom, his marriage. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Aye, to Buck, to Buck. Yes, sir. And then to Buck, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Enough, fellas. I've got to be going. Hiccup. <laughs> Tomorrow's yeah. the day, you know. D-Day is more likely. <laughs> so they're really beating on this poor sap pretty bad. And he's like really drunk bad. And he like yeah. stumbles outside. And he's like, I got to get home. And he goes, eh, what's, the, what's that squeaking sound? <laughs> and he says, eh, rats? What they be doing out on a ruddy cold night like this? <laughs> yeah, Marv keeping the uh, tradition of the ex extremely uh you know we are so british dialogue yeah and he goes he he's talking to the rats go home fellas you'll catch a death and he goes <laughs> lord they're coming closer get away get away from me oh my lord they're after me <laughs> it's a really good shot of 
him running down the street through the snow. And there's like at least a dozen rats chasing after him. And then they do a close up on their face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty Jeez. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, and then, as if that's uh, bad enough, <laughs> yeah. there's a, a bat. Here comes the bat swooping in. So, yeah. Yeah. Running, running, running. He's screwed. Yeah. I love that panel, though, at the bottom of page uh, 18 there, where he's running across like a little bridge. And mm-hmm. you see, you don't see the rats anymore, but you see the bat swooping after him. That's a, And there's like a home in the background. That's a really good panel. Yeah, I like it. It looks good. Yep. And he tries to run away, but he can't get too far. And he starts running up on a house. And at this point, we don't know whose house this is, but we're going to find out in a couple of seconds here. It's Quincy Harker's house. So he jumps on this poor sap. And the guy says, oh, no, in the name of heaven, no. And Dracula, in the name of hell, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah. Good one, Marv. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And you hear Rachel, or is it Rachel or Edith? Oh, no, that's Edith, I think. She says, Edith, a scream yeah. from outside. Hurry, someone may be hurt. And I like how Saint is, like, on high alert with his ears straight up yep. in there and his eyes bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Frank makes it out first and Dracula, he's attacked somebody and he goes, so my poor descendant how unfortunate you must be here and he goes, you must die now and Frank tries to tackle him and he just takes Frank and throws him in the air like he's nothing Yeah. and then the dog comes jumping after him with a growl good mm-hmm. sound effect there and he says, the dog, Harker's dog but he just pimp slaps the dog away yeah, and we got here comes Rachel with her crossbow. Everybody take a drink, you know. She's... Uh, Dracula's done for now. Yep, take, yeah, take that drink. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he turns the mist and whoosh, right yeah. through him, and he's about to grab her. And I love this, Taj. He just jumps on him from behind and puts him in like a headlock. Yeah, and, she, and this is great. Dracula yeah. says, "What? He thinks he can manhandle me as if I were a cloddish peasant? Unhand me, you silent!" Oh, before I destroy you. <laughs> but Taj actually takes him down. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's And he does, this isn't the first time, he calls him the silent oaf quite often yeah. as, yeah. as we go through the issues. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes Quincy. I don't know what he has in his hand, if it's some kind of blade, because he says, hold him, Taj, just for a moment longer, long enough for me to plunge this stake into his lonesome body, but yeah, okay, maybe it is like a steak. They colored it brown, though, so I don't know if it's a wooden steak or what. It almost looks like a tree branch, to be honest. Yeah, it's a little confusing there, but... Eh. And then, of course, you know, the next page, he's getting ready to plunge the steak down, and as he's plunging it down, of course, he turns the mist again and gets away, and Frank starts uh, flipping out because, oh, he got away, he got away, and Quincy's like, hey, man, it's, you know, nighttime, and it's snowing, and it's windy, and we'll be able to track him down in the car. And he tells uh, Edith to uh, stay at the house... You stay here and man the radio. We'll be needing someone free and standing by. And I'm thinking, standing by to do what? You're gonna, what are you going right. to call her to do? She's just like, because at no point does she, I mean, she doesn't, well, I guess I won't say what happens to her. But, you know, she's she's just like a random chick. Like, she's not like yeah. Rachel that's like, you know, knows judo and has like a crossbow and stuff like that. It's just his right. daughter that's like, yeah, sure, I'll talk to you about vampires. But she doesn't really go out and do any hunting that I'm aware of, right? No, I don't think so. She doesn't seem to have any special skills or anything. She just happens to be his daughter. Yeah, so he Dracula then, you know, 
So he basically lures them back to his crazy dwelling here, and they think they, uh, oh, we've got him. And Quincy's not stupid. He's like, hey, you know, chill out. He might be uh, planning a trap for us here. He's really smart. And, you know, yeah. they uh, peek in one of the windows, and they see him talking to Clifton, but, of course, they don't know what he's saying. And he's basically saying to Clifton, uh, I lured these idiots here. You know, get ready. And Clifton goes, shall I kill them for you, master? And he goes, no, fool. Just alert the children. <laughs> we are almost ready to begin. <laughs> oh man, that's another okay, good yeah, drinking game. Every time he says "fool," I'll drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I am starting to actually feel a little sorry for Clifton, though. Come on, Dracula, he just wants to kill for you. Come on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they get ready for the trap to be sprung here, and Clifton acts like, "Oh, sleep well, master. I'll guard your body faithfully." And he's putting it on, too, because, you know, they have a little trap set here. Well, you see a door open up and somebody grabs Clifton from behind. And then the next thing you know, they have him tied to a chair. And OK, let's creep around here. And I'm thinking it's not daytime yet. So why did you think it was going to be like, OK, to just open the coffin and he'd be asleep and you could stake him? I don't get that part. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, a misstep, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is my favorite part of this one, the insanity of this. They open up the coffin, and we see Dracula laying there, and they stick a, a, you know, a, a stake through his heart, and that looks exactly like Dracula. It's not like it kind of looks like him; it looks exactly <laughs> like him. And they're yeah. like, yeah. "Yeah, they're like, yeah, this is great, man. We staked him. Now get a, a knife so we can cut his head off. We need to separate the head." And then, ha ha ha! And <laughs> Dracula's there, and he's like, "You old fools! Like, you didn't kill me. That was uh, somebody else in the coffin." Somebody yep. I already disguised to look like me. I'm like, oh, now he's like, you know, a master of disguise here too. Like what? Jack yeah, Pierce here. A, like what? A perfect makeup artist. Cause it does look exactly like him. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm just thinking like this guy would give, you know, some of these guys a run for their money. Like, you know, Rick Baker or somebody. Totally. <laughs> Holy crap. But uh, here comes Rachel. Once again, she's got her crossbow. Twang. Yep. And mist. Okay. Take a drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then she's smart enough to say, oh, okay, you're right. You can just turn into a mist faster than my you know, arrow can get there. But how are you going to stop this? And she whips out a crucifix. And they kind of have them cornered a little bit here. But then all of a sudden, from the shadows, they emerge. And you see just this shadowed panel with some eyes peeking out through it, which is really creepy. Maybe I love she wouldn't them. announce every time before she... Yeah, I feel like, yeah, just sneak up behind him and just let it fly. Don't say, turn, yeah. look at me, Dracula. I am now going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might help, but the element of surprise might help, you know? <laughs> just right. saying. But yeah, there's children. They're only kids. And Drake, you've gone bananas if you think they can stop us. <laughs> and <laughs> Quincy says... No, Mr. Drake, his plan is the very essence of genius. And Dracula says, I see you understand we, me well, Quincy, old friend. But permit me to explain to our slow Mr. Drake. These children are compelled to destroy you. They will not stop until they are successful. On the other hand, you cannot stop them because you to stop them, you must kill them. And I'm thinking, well, no, you really don't. You can incapacitate them. Like, what if Taj just goes over there and just starts slapping all of them down? What right. are they going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just punch him in the face, like punch him, give him one good shot to the jaw, knock him out. Yeah. And then, you know, there that's the end of his plan. It's foiled. Uh, I agree. 
I, I can see where <laughs> Dracula would think that the only way to do something is to kill, but the, the humans, yeah, they should be like, no, just, uh, yeah, pick them up. Tosh could just pick them up, you know. Yeah. Um, but they'd buy it. They'd listen to him. Oh, this panel where Dracula's saying that, though, man, another great, not mm. only is it drawn well, but that cool color. He's like a sickly green. Yeah, really, really good. And here we go with Quincy and his gadgets. I like this. This is really cool, though. He just yeah. has a little button here, and he presses this button, and these poison darts come flying out of the side of his wheelchair, and Dracula kind of is, like, booking it out the door, but he doesn't have the door shut all the way yet. You know, this is going to come into play over the next two issues, at least, I think. You know, yeah. one or two of them actually hit him right in the shoulder, and I don't know what kind of poison it is. I don't know if they ever say. Maybe it's some garlic-infused poison yeah. or something like that. I don't know, but it it does hurt him, and he says, but I'll live. I'll live, which is more than I can say for you. And you see the little kids, like, surrounding them, and it says, for now you must face my legions of doom, and next the death masters. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool because we see Dracula escape so much. And when I was first reading this, I was like, okay, he's shooting these darts. Um, it, he's going to turn into mist or whatever, but no, he actually gets hurt. And that's something we haven't really seen yet. So that was really cool. Yeah. And great. It, Go ahead. Cliffhanger, so. Yeah, and great issue. I mean, you got Quincy and Edith, you know, two new characters, you know, Wolfman coming on. So this is, this is a really, really big issue. Yeah, I had fun. I thought it was really good. Pretty solid, except for the one thing where I don't know why, like you said, they thought Dracula would be in his coffin at night. But I can overlook that. That's fine. Yeah, maybe they just thought he was, you know, needed a nap or something. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah, he flew a long way. He's tired. But yeah, good yeah. issue. It was really good. Yeah, it was very, very solid. Really, really liked it. And uh, like we said, it, you can already see, you know, the the the, the dialogue and the, the the structure, you know, of the story, you know, getting a little bit tighter here with Marv. I think he was, you know, he was up for the challenge right from the beginning here. It only gets better. Yeah, he seems all in. Like, he, he came ready. Yep. All right, so let's move on to Tomb of Dracula number eight. And this is a, a May 1973 cover date. And again, uh, cover credits, who knows? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know that anybody even really knows. And I guess Marvel didn't keep great records, so there's no way to confirm anything. But what did you think of this one? This is an interesting one here. I like there's a, a tiny little uh, uh, caption piece down at the bottom. It says, out of the earth itself they came. The hell crawlers. And uh, this, this, is, this is a really cool cover, right? I actually do love this cover a lot. I'm a sucker for creeps coming out of their graves. And all of them. Uh, Dracula, again, doesn't quite look on Mark, but still looks cool. It's still a mm -hmm. cool look Dracula. Mace squad. Um, you know, we're in a graveyard. I already mentioned what, <laughs> what I mm -hmm. think about that. So, yeah, this is a great cover. This yeah, is a horror comic. Yeah, there's two characters on the cover here that we don't know yet. An older man and a younger woman. And they're like, you know, looking like, ah, because these, like you said, these uh, uh, zombie type people that Dracula refers to as his vampire legions are like pushing their way out of their graves to come and, you know, kill these people. And Dracula's right in their face, too, as if he could bite them any second. So they're kind of screwed. Although the more I look at it, 
I love it, but what is going on in the background there? Is that it looks like cousin it with arms? <laughs> like he's bald. Yeah, I don't know. It's Uncle Uncle Fester and uh, cousin <laughs> it's love child or something. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, that's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know what that is supposed to be. Yeah, it is bald. It's like hairy <laughs> from the from the scalp down, but totally bald on top. Yeah, it's crazy. And again, it almost looks like something that was thrown in there after the fact, because if you remove that, everything else about this looks absolutely perfect. And it doesn't look, I don't know, it just doesn't look like it belongs, but everything else about the cover is great. Yeah, yeah it's not necessary. I don't know why it's there, but eh, the other stuff looks really cool. So. Yeah, and Hellcrawlers is a great name. I like that. Yeah, my new band. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I, I'd listen. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh yeah scripted again by Marv Wolfman, of course. Yeah, he's he's the scripter from here on out, and then uh, penciler Gene Colan as well. Penciler from here on out. Uh, he has been from the beginning, and this role we get inks by uh, Ernie Chan, and you know, well, we we can uh, uh, you know point some things out along the way, and then even at the end get into that. It, we can even hey, we can even say it now. His inks weren't weren't the best here for uh, Gene's pencils. You know, it's not one of the people that I'd even be like, oh, this is a, a top ten inker for Gene. You know, I wouldn't even uh, go that far. It's not terrible, but it certainly is a big, big uh, uh, drop down from uh, Tom Palmer. I would say, right? Yeah, I I agree, and I actually I'm kind of a Ernie Chan fan because I'm a big uh, Conan the Barbarian guy, and. Mm -hmm. You know, he paired really well with uh, John Buscema. Yes. You know, you get those sometimes, like, John Buscema and Ernie, Ernie Chan work so well. Well, Gene Colan and Tom Palmer work so well. Like, you get these ideal matchups, and I really miss the Tom Palmer inks, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's really the only thing about the issue that, you know, I have issue with. Otherwise, I really like it quite a bit, so... Um, all right, why don't we jump into this one? So again, this this quick little synopsis just says, uh, while the hypnotized children attack the vampire hunters, Dracula uses a device to raise an army of the undead. So, okay, yep, that's pretty much it, but uh, uh, we got a lot more to say about it than that. So uh, mm -hmm. what do you think of this splash page here? So again, maybe the inking aside, uh, what do you think of this one? Pretty good, right? Yeah, um, Taking everything into account as far, I think it looks better than a lot of the rest of the issue. Um, you have all the goth gothic architecture behind Dracula. Dracula's there with the dart, his arm from last issue. Um, and he looks really in pain. I mean, he looks like not happy that this is happening to him. And mm -hmm. of course, spawning over him down in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i just noticed this now i didn't even notice it before right now and yeah. i don't know if it's from the single issue as well or just on the trade here but at some point but uh the uh uh oh i, I forgot to say the uh, colorist was glennis ween and charlotte jetter was uh letterers and letterer and the uh, roy thomas was editor uh she colored dracula's teeth flesh colored there <laughs> yeah you know, I didn't notice that either. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden I just looked at it. And I'm like, eh, but yeah, poor poor Clifton. All he's trying to do is help. Can I help, Master? Your merest desire is my will to act. Sounds kind of creepy, actually. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dracula 
just it slaps him right across the face like he owes him money or something here and says, help me, Graves. Why, you insufferable fool. You couldn't help a wounded worm, much less than Dracula. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, man. Amazing. And I then as it. he flies away, he hits him with some more, right? Oh, yeah. He doesn't stop. <laughs> Remain here, lackey. Make sure our guests are disposed of properly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Lackey, fool, insufferable fool. Yeah, this is great, man. And that's a really cool panel, though, where you see, again, Gene with his, you know, uh, yeah. Dracula going up into the air and changing into a bat. Again, it's it's totally different than anything we've seen before. It's almost as if Gene's trying to do something different with that transformation in every issue, right? Yeah, and I appreciate that because... It, it is you're going to see that in pretty almost every issue yeah i mean i think we have so far every issue and that would get a little tiresome if you're just doing the same thing probably for him too though you know i'm sure he's pushing himself to come up with new ways this looks really cool yeah it's really really good and then uh we see dracula he says he has to you know uh there's someone i'm a see quickly before this poison spreads too far and one further precaution i must take to assure our friends long belated death so he's basically saying he's going to get some medical attention and that there's some other scheme he's running too as like a backup plan if the the kids don't uh, uh, kill the vampire hunters and that page uh, this that page we're on right now that panel that's right in the middle of the page it's the tiniest panel on the page like and one of the tiniest panels you'll ever see but I really, really love that panel there with the bat and the moon and all, right? Is that awesome or what? Yeah, I love it. It's uh, You're right. It is probably the smallest one we're going to see, but it looks so good. The bat silhouetted against the moon. Uh, it's got the, those windows that sort of, uh, I don't know, this looks like, you know, Hammer movies like we talked about. It looks like a, a shot out of a Hammer movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, it's a, a there's a, a sign there for a Dr. Heinrich Mort, uh, MD. And, you know, we uh, take a peek inside his business here and he's, you know, you know, conducting some business here, doing his job being a doctor. Oh, you go home and rest and here's some, you know, you know, do something for the pain, blah, 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 blah. And all of a yeah. sudden, crash, this huge bat <laughs> flying, smashing right through one of his windows. It's a bat, a bat. And uh, other than the blue lips on the uh, and teeth on the bat, I, I do like that panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a interesting color choice there, but it does look cool. It looks like more than a bat; it looks like a bat monster. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Kind of like de demonic looking. Yeah. And then and the next page too. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's the the transfer the opposite transformation again, doing something totally different. Yeah, it looks really cool. Dracula's like laying on the floor, but it's like almost like a progression from left to right with a bat and these giant bat wings and you know the the head on the bat going from the bat head to like slowly into a man's face and head. Oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really cool. And the wing turns into the cape uh almost flawlessly. That's actually really good. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Everyone's standing around like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be getting out of there, man. I wouldn't yeah. be standing there gaping at nothing. I'd run. <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, then we switch scenes back to the vampire hunters, and here come those little psychos, and now they all have knives. So it's like, look out. They start you know, attacking, and 
uh, he, Frank says, under Dracula's hypnotic spell, they've gone kill crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them takes a swipe at him and cuts into him a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I get mm. this. Stinky knife slashed me. <laughs> then here, oh, here's Quincy with his gadgets. Your heroics may have cost you your life, Mr. Drake. Now permit me to handle these children in my fashion by firing this net, which I intended to capture Dracula himself. And within about three seconds, they cut right through the net. I'm yeah. thinking maybe that wouldn't have stopped Dracula, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But he's got another plan. Quincy's a quick thinker. Yeah, he, he right away is like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Rachel, your crossbow. Snuff out that candle, girl. We need darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. Yeah, and she does it. Finally, the crossbow has some use. <laughs> it came in handy, right? Hey. <laughs> uh, she puts out a candle. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, fantastic stuff. And she puts out the candle. So the kids are a little, you know, like, hey, what's going on? You know, there's no light. We don't know where to slash. And yeah. there we have a crazy Taj. And he says, excellent. Now, Taj, with all your fabled strength. I'm like, fabled? They've been, yeah. written books about Taj's strength? Okay. Told stories about it? All right. Okay. <laughs> but he does. He he bends the bars. And uh, they're like, hey, Rachel, get Rachel out there. And uh, Frank says, hope you know what you're doing, Quincy. I don't relish becoming a whittling block for a pack of knife-happy Cub Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Frank has mm. a words. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And they're just like, hey, uh, Rachel's like, do what Quincy says, Frank. He's uh, rarely ever wrong. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, let's hope this is one of those times he's not wrong, because if he is, we're dead. <laughs> right. Well, I but mean, yeah. he was just wrong like a second ago when he thought that net was going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, he he's zero for one as far as Frank yeah. Drink's concerned. <laughs> but yeah, I guess their plan is to like, get her out the window, and she jumps out the window. And I'm thinking, man, if that's two stories up, I, I don't. She's like the Bionic Woman. I don't know about right, that. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't climb down a ladder or anything. She's just flying right out the window, and she goes right in up. through the front door, and uh, Clifton's there. Van Helsing, how? And she goes, sorry, Graves, no time to chat. There's something more important that must be done. And she judo throws him like, right off his feet, which is great. Yeah, he's upside <laughs> down. That's, man, I actually really like that panel. That looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And she's like, if I'm not already too late. <laughs> yes. And opens the door. Uh, <laughs> flooding the children with light. <laughs> these psychotic kids are like huh and yeah. it makes them pause just quick enough that uh what frank and taj do is just push on uh they just run his chair <laughs> yeah and push his chair like use his chair like a battering ram through these yeah. kids <laughs> hey sometimes the simplest plans are the best <laughs> mm -hmm. and they're literally like i don't even know if it's 50 yards away from their car so you're thinking Okay, cool. You know, they're they're going to get in the car and they're going to get away and then right back to uh, this crazy doctor's office where Dracula's like, listen, fool, uh, you need to help me out because I got uh, hit with these poison darts. And if you don't, you know, stop it now, I'll be forever poisoned. And the guy's like, yes, yes, I know all that. But performing an operation would use all the blood I've stored here for emergencies. What will my patients say when I tell them I've used the precious fluid they donated for one of the undead? 
And Dracula looks at him on the next page and says, Blast your patience, Mort. Or have you forgotten to whom you owe your true allegiance? Have you forgotten your heritage or what you are? And we say that see now that this uh, Dr. Heinrich Mort is a vampire. Uh, a bit of a, yeah, an unwilling vampire, an unwilling accomplice here, but a vampire nonetheless. So, like, kind of, you know, by a technicality, he has to do what he's told, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Dracula is lord of all vampires. I believe he says that. <laughs> Once or twice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he and there, he will not let you forget that. <laughs> yeah, and I love how he's laying on the operating table and the poison dart still sticking in his arm. I'm thinking... <laughs> Mm, why didn't you just pull that out and maybe less poison would be in there? I, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I think that would be the first thing you do. Yeah, remove remove the dart. But no, it's there. yeah, like a, yeah, like if a poisonous snake bites me, my first thing is, hey, get it off of me so it doesn't right. keep you know hitting me with the poison. Nah, let's just leave it in there. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's that that that's a little dodgy to to, to say it the least, but. Yeah, back back to the vampire hunters, and I guess they get in the car and try to crank it, and it's mm. dead. I don't know if he you know took the battery out or the wires have been cut, as they say. So like, okay, now what are we gonna do? Well, I'm thinking yeah. to myself, okay, listen, I get it. It's you know snowy out, and Quincy's in a wheelchair, but Taj is like super strong. Just have him throw Quincy over his shoulder and run like hell. Get out of there. But they yeah. decide they're just gonna stay in the car. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quin Quincy, if that's your plan, he's 0 for 2. And then look at that page, too, the bottom of that page where he gets on the phone to mm -hmm. uh, call uh, Edith. Uh, Saint looks more like a cat than he does a dog. <laughs> he does, but I'm chalking that up to his incredulousness at the stupidity of this plan. He's like, he looks like, I can't believe you guys are just going to sit in this car. <laughs> yeah, he's got this face on like, we're really just going to sit here? Yep. <laughs> Hey, hey, just for, just remember, Saint Quincy is rarely wrong. Rarely, rarely wrong. <laughs> oh, but here here come the kids, and I love that where you see them creeping towards the car and the Taj. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, right? They got their knives. It, you see it's sort of that that shot where you're like between the leg you can see the legs on either side and then one kid in the middle and but you see knives in the hands and the car in the distance. And, Mm, and then we got Taj, who's just, you know, the driver, and he's in the driver's seat and just sitting there all quiet, of course. And he says, uh, Frank says, great. Now we sit here like chicken little waiting for the sky to fall. Taj, try the ignition again. It's got to work. That's a good panel there, too, by the way. And just click, click, nothing works. And then yeah. somebody <laughs> says, you always have the answers, Quincy. What do we do now? And uh, there are no answers, I guess. It's like we wait, Mr. Drake, and pray for our help to come in time. Because, like I said, we did see him on the uh, phone with Edith, but we don't yeah. know what's going to happen at that point. He's just he just says there is danger. Call our contact immediately. Uh, and in two issues from now, we're going to see that uh, Quincy is in league with somebody that's kind of uh, going to help him out here. And they've been helping each other. And I think it's Frank says, ah, yes, I forgot the mystery agent in our band of fearless vampire hunters. But, you know, we don't see a face later, but somebody does come to help them out. But. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. I thought, did Marv already have, you know, that character in mind and it was going to happen in two issues and he was just kind of, uh, you know, saving, saving right. him for then. But when we get yeah. to that issue, 
they don't make reference to this. So I almost think, was this just, you know, just some random schmoo that he had on the payroll, maybe? Yeah, maybe so. I was a little, um, even though I know that that other character isn't coming yet, when I read that, I was like, whoa, is he calling who I think he's calling? (laughs) Yeah, Um, and I mean, when he does, earlier when he was saying about some of his history about fighting vampires, I think he did make some kind of, like, a vague mention of others that, you know, help me that are, you know, part of my cause or something like that. So maybe that's how they, yeah. But yeah, spoiler. Um, it's not the one that I was thinking. (laughs) No. Yeah. Me neither. So, Oh, back to the doctor here. And it's, uh, he, he's, you know, cured him because he gave him a transfusion and, uh, Dracula says, there is no time for rest. Doctor. We have things to do. Tell your patients to leave. So all these patients that saw a bat come smashing through are still waiting out there? What? Not only that, but they saw it then turn into a man. <laughs> yeah, what insanity is this? Like, people in, people in London, man, they're savages. They've seen some crap, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Some hard people, man. They got to yeah, get their checkups, apparently. Yeah, they were just like, dude, we've seen, you know, Nazis bomb us. We're, we're not scared of this crap. This guy doesn't right. scare us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but then his daughter is there too. And uh, her name's Adrian. So, of course, I just thought of Rocky right away. I was like, yeah. he's like, oh, Adrian is he? I'm like, oh, I just kept hearing that voice in my head. <laughs> she looks but, like Adrian too. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so this is pretty cool. So, he kind of says, like, you know, hey, I didn't really want to help him, but I kind of have to. And then uh, Dracula busts in and he's like, hey, like, uh, I have something else you need to give me. What is already mine? And he says, the projector. Now, this is kind of crazy. I don't I don't mind it because it's just like a little quick little one off type thing. But yeah. th- this is really weird. So I, I have some questions at, at this point, but. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so Dracula says to him, you know, you need to get me the projector. And he says, no, you mustn't. You said you would never use it. And he said, times change, Heinrich. Attitudes evolve. I need the projector, and I want it now. And he says, I can't. It's an instrument of the damned. I should have destroyed it years ago. And I kind of think, yeah, why didn't you? But uh, okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, but you didn't, which is all that saves your worthless hide. And I'm thinking, uh, no, he saved your life by giving you a transfusion. So there's two things that saved his worthless life. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I am Dracula, Lord of all vampires. There it is. Oh, yeah. um, now, where is it? Tell me or suffer my eternal wrath. And it looks like he's flipping him the bird, too, when he's saying that stuff, if you look. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's like, you'll, you'll suffer my eternal wrath and my obscene you know, finger gestures. <laughs> it's great and then they go to like a what i don't even know if it says where this is does it say where this is uh oh poetic here yeah it says that the dark shrouded crypts of the old english cemetery yeah Yeah. and i guess there's like a building that's you know the top is like smashed up and everything on this uh it's a ruin but down below maybe they're in some kind of like chamber below it or something but yeah this is a Weird. Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory. Yeah, it looks like a mad scientist lab. So I don't know if this place has been run down for decades and this Heinrich guy made like his little mad scientist lab in there or what, but he has a gigantic safe. And I mean, it looks huge. It almost looks like a bank vault that was put in the bottom of this. I think they call it a mausoleum or something. Yeah. And 
and he opens the safe and he pulls out this thing and it does look like a little movie projector. Right. Yeah, I was really confused. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Still am, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the whole this the whole setup is really weird. I don't understand what building they're in. I don't understand this equipment. I don't understand the safe. And I really don't understand this projector at all. Yeah, I don't. Why did he? Why did this guy build it in the first place? I don't understand. And I don't know how it works. <laughs> and they don't. They don't bother to tell you. <laughs> no, because it literally looks like a little movie projector. And huh. all all they do later in the story, which isn't too far down the road, so we can talk about it, I guess. It, Dracula just takes this like movie projector and points it at graves. Uh, not Clifton Graves, but Graves right. in, in a cemetery. I gotta watch myself there. And then, it's is it a great? That's another thing I didn't get either. Are these people that are buried there? Are they all? Is like is it a vampire graveyard? Yeah, that's the other thing because that's his vampire legions. Yeah. Uh, to the cover. But well, even mm. in the panel, I'm looking ahead a little bit, and he says, "Soon we vampires will march on the world's." capitals yeah it's all very confusing <laughs> yeah it's 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 wild but going but back I to do, right go ahead i just i do love this panel of dracula cradling what looks like a little movie projector and just laughing like mm -hmm. <laughs> what's <laughs> yeah, going on? yeah yeah i love it movies. maybe he's got some stag movies or something back <laughs> yeah there. i was gonna say he's got <laughs> vampire porn <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm yeah. having a good time, but I'm I'm a little confused. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, but there's always like these little questions in the back of my head that pop up sometimes when I see these things. Like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. But how about that panel on the next page where those kids are smashing the crap out of the car? That's a great panel. Yeah, that I do love. It's like a overhead shot looking down on the car, and they're swarming all over it. It looks and in the snow and the, all those footprints. Nice touch, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, They're all over us like hungry leeches. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Mr. Drake. If help doesn't come shortly, we're doomed. Yeah, and again, I'm just thinking, man, Taj, I'd be like, Taj, you're our servant. You have to listen to us. Get out there and just start beating the piss out of some of these kids. <laughs> I think he could do it. I don't even think yeah. that would be a problem. No, I'm just thinking, just, dude, just knock a few of them out, and we might be able to overpower them. I mean, they're hypnotized. They're not, like, empowered by Dracula. Like, they don't have super strength or anything. Yeah, they're just kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd rather have a knife wound in, like, my shoulder or my leg than be dead. So you got to yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta right. try something here, pal. And then all of a sudden, the kids back off, and they're like, they're running off. What's going on? And then, Frank, there's your answer, sweetheart. <laughs> like, Jeez! So they yeah. get a bunch of big stones, yeah. <laughs> yep. Start smashing the windows. It looks like mm -hmm. they're deep trouble. And the sound effect is smash, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. On point. <laughs> and then back to uh, the the graveyard, and here we are. And Dracula's got the projector, and for some reason he made Heinrich come with him, which I don't know why. Because I'm thinking, if you know how to use it. Why don't you just say, give me the projector and hit the road, pal, and go out there yourself? But he brought Heinrich with him, and uh, he says, don't look so glum, my friend. Soon we vampires will march on the world's capitals. 
and then the earth shall be ours as it always should have been. And it, like we said, he just takes this thing and like points it at these graves and it has this like really strong light emanating from it, like this wavy kind of motion. And all yeah. of a sudden a, a, a hand pops out of the, the grave and it's, he says, they live. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a great panel. It looks mm-hmm. like, I just don't understand how <laughs> or what's happening exactly. But it it looks really cool. Yeah, he's just he's bringing apparently other vampires to life through the magic of a little movie projector. Mm-hmm. And I I don't really understand, but <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for, fortuitously, uh, Adrian happened to be at this very graveyard visiting her mother's grave and saw her father and Dracula here hanging out. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> she just happened to be there at that time, you know, and she comes over and she's like, Father, what's going on here? And then he kind of tells her that he's a vampire and, you know, Dracula's returned to claim my soul to demand an invention I created long ago. And, you know, he's telling her all about this. And then Dracula's like, how nauseatingly touching, old friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, Dracula's such a jerk i love it i love yeah but now if you are finished with your tearful tale there be there is work to be done and a war to be won a war which claims as its first victim your daughter so he's gonna kill the daughter or he's gonna sick the zombie vampires on her because they're in the background like creeping up on them Mm -hmm. and that's actually a a really cool panel too but yeah Yeah. dracula just doesn't care he's just so self-absorbed this guy that just helped him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to kill your daughter. Yeah, I'm just thinking, why well, just kill the old guy and leave her alone? But, man, yeah. we we switch scenes on that very last panel there, and the kids have broken through. And mm-hmm. that creepy-looking kid, he's yeah. reaching into the car. He looks like a psycho. Yeah, he does. It's cool, because half his, uh, the lower half of his face is below the cracked window, but the upper half is through the glass. And it looks really cool. Yeah. And they're just like busting through. And just at the last second, we see a chopper comes flying in and he says, Edith got through And this chopper. It has this really bright light, but then it also has a subsonic scream that echoes through the inky darkness, shattering the night with a piercing scream. And I don't know what kind of device, I guess one of Quincy's gadgets is uh, doing that. It kind of breaks the hypnotic control dracula had over the kids right yeah that appears to be what's happening and you see a kid just face plant right into the ground (laughs) (laughs) yeah almost right on a knife (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah his head is uncomfortably close to that blade Um, Mm -hmm. but it works yeah they they get out of their predicament saint is the first out of the car (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like you idiots let me out of here Um, yeah, the helicopter lands. The guy, the pilot's face is in shadow, though, so we don't know who that is. Yeah, you just, yeah, like I said, it's in shadow. It's just there. It's like blue and blacks on the inside of that, and nobody even makes mention of who that is at yeah. all. No, special I, agent. Yeah, hasn't Dad told you, Frank? Our special agent is one of the high-ranking members of the House of Lords. I'm thinking, okay, again, somebody we never see or hear from again, but all right. 
I guess and through him they called a helicopter pilot at that mm-hmm. scene. They yeah, were, and then they got out of it. Yep, and then back to the graveyard and uh, Heinrich has had enough. So he's like, Oh, you're gonna try to kill my daughter, eh? So he grabs a projector and says, I won't permit it. You mustn't. And Dracula says, Then fool, you've sealed your own fate. And I'll admit, this is really cool here. Uh, we get a panel that shows both of them, Heinrich and Dracula, uh, changing into bats and flying off. And Heinrich has uh, uh, the projector in his hands, too. What about that? Yeah, now we're talking. This is the stuff I really love. Yeah. I love a good monster fight, and this panel looks amazing. Uh, both of them look hideous in their transformations. Heinrich's mm-hmm. still wearing his... Uh, Jacket or whatever there, yeah, cloak. <laughs> cloak, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, they look great. This is awesome. They're both swooping up into the air, getting ready to battle. Mm-hmm. And the daughter's there, uh, Adrian. Father, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, that would be kind of creepy seeing your father transform into this insane <laughs> vampire, I guess, right? Definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really cool. So the two of them take off, and over the next, like, basically two pages they have this insane aerial vampire bat fight which is awesome i really like this yeah i actually have no complaints with the inking on these pages either. no this is the highlight of the issue yeah yeah all the bats look great um the sky the way they did the sky looks awesome i love it i Mm -hmm. look a little different than the rest of the issue so i don't know what ernie chan was doing differently here but i think it it looks really cool Um, yeah while they're fighting though on the ground those uh resurrected creeps are still coming in after adrian yeah the hell crawlers (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a good panel too where they're surrounding her and like they're gonna tear her apart she's got this crazy i don't know that doesn't look like a london garb to me it looks like something russian or something like that the crazy coat she has on but they're just about ready to pounce on her and she gets away and starts running but again another good panel of her running through the cemetery here and them after her oh that's fantastic yeah that looks cool again this is just so evocative of like a hammer movie or Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh dracula finally gets the i'm sorry dracula bat finally gets the yeah. upper hand on Heinrich Bat and yeah. <laughs> bites him right like on the side of his neck or head and yeah. that causes him to drop the uh the movie projector here so uh no more uh home movies for Dracula <laughs> yeah yeah and again another unexplained I don't really understand but yeah the projector falls shatters as soon as it's not running well it wasn't running I really I yeah don't understand this at all yeah no this is bizarre <laughs> but yeah anyway as soon as it hits the ground and shatters the resur- the hell crawlers just start turning into dust and this all looks great too actually these all these panels look really good yeah this last few pages here with the bats and all this nonsense going on it it yeah. sounds insane but it the visuals look really really good it's it's you know up until then it was you know kind of touch and go with the the chan inks but those the, the the bat fight and you know now this end scene here are really good and then wow so uh poor adrian sees the bat that is her father uh after he's been bitten by dracula and uh, just about killed come flying down 
and he lands on the stakes, like the top part of like a fence here. Like, wow, that looks crazy. Yeah, it's really good. I love these last panels. It's uh, pretty violent for Marvel Comics, especially in the 70s, because you see those spikes just go through his back. And again, you get a, a transformation from the bat back to the man. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way, again, the way Colin draws, like the wings turning into the cloak, so like fluid. It looks really mm-hmm. cool and gross. Like that bat, you know, the first transformation panel, kind of gross looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's really wild. That's really wild how he's like half man, half bat. And the spikes are sticking up through them. That's really nasty looking. You said, I'm surprised they got away with it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that last one where he's just, he's a man again and he's just hanging off those spikes. And poor Adrian's just screaming, no, 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 no. And then you get that last panel of her cradling her dead father with the silhouette of the Dracula bat in the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that last panel, I love that where the bat's flying away, Dracula there, and she's like oh, standing over her father's dead body. And then it's almost like a tombstone there. Next, death from the sea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. I know I, I, I think I said this before on a previous episode. I know I laugh a lot while we do this, but it's mostly because I'm just having fun going mm-hmm. through these. But there's some really horrific imagery and, and parts to these stories in these comics. They are definitely horror comics, even though I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It's this last, these last panels with the bat, the bat fight in the air and, and the creatures coming out of their graves and the impaling on the fence spikes. It's really, this is like pure horror comics. And I love it. It's really great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I, the way I explain that to people all the time, if they would ask me about it, is I just have a really morbid sense of humor. You know, I, I, yeah. I find <laughs> murder and death, you know, in comic books kind of funny. It's like, oh, I have an EC comic where, you know, somebody cut somebody's head off. It's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just how I roll. Sorry. <laughs> a little sick. <laughs> That's why I mm-hmm. like this stuff to begin with. So. Uh huh. Yeah, you, you got to have a little bit of a morbid fascination to uh, read definitely. it to begin with, but definitely to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, but um, mostly I laugh at like the incongruous stuff or the, the weird, like this projector thing that I totally don't understand. But um, overall, both these issues were great, and the story is coming together. And like I said at the beginning, I feel like Marv was just like, all right, I'm doing a Dracula comic. Uh, let's go. I'm ready to go. Uh, I think you did a bang up job on these issues. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's off to a good start already. And yeah, you know, like we said, this, the, the inking a little bit, you know, uh, up and down on this one. And then we're actually going to get uh, uh, Vince Collette on the next issue, which, you know, is not fantastic for uh, Gene Cullen's uh, pencils either. And then I think it's two issues of uh, Jack Abel, and then we will get back into Tom Palmer, and I'm pretty sure we write out Tom Palmer, Gene Colon, all the way through to the last issue. Then, so you know, right. don't no, no worries. Good, good, good times are ahead. Don't worry. Don't 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 
don't get down if uh, you know you saw some of the visuals and you're like, yeah, they don't look so great from these next couple. It's 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 going to get better. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we've seen Vince Coletta, I think, earlier. Ian Kim. It's not you know not the worst I've seen. Yeah, it's definitely not terrible. It's definitely. Um, not up to Tom Palmer's standard, but again, like we've said, there nobody is. We'll we we'll see yeah. Jack Abel, we've seen Ernie Chan, Coletta, and maybe even somebody else thrown in there up until now too. And it, it's just nobody else is up to that standard because him and Gene Cole on this title were just a, a perfect match. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so that's going to wrap us up for this episode here. Uh, thanks for uh, joining me once again, Scott. This was fantastic. Uh, so uh, really looking forward to the next two issues, especially that issue number 10. You know, everybody probably listening in knows what happens in that issue. We got a, you know, a really good character make his debut in that one, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, it's my pleasure, man, as always. I, every time I pick this up and start reading, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad he asked me to do this. I'm just having yep. a blast going back through these yep these are absolutely a lot of fun and like i said you know we've said it many times too they only get better from here you know and we're gonna we're gonna plan on uh covering uh the the giant size as well um and then on top of that when we get a little bit further down the road here uh you know kind of you know do a little preview here uh you and i and uh al uh, mm-hmm. Sedano, who is uh, the co-host that I'm going over uh, Werewolf by Night with, uh, the three of us are going to do a little crossover there when uh, uh, Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night intersect. So uh, look forward to that too. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's going to be exciting because uh, I love Werewolf by Night and I love my Dracula, and the combination cannot be beat. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, you'll get Plug on one end and Gene Cole on the other end with monsters. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, so that's going to wrap us up uh, for this episode. Uh, so, Scott, uh, if anybody's looking for you, Twitter, best place to find you, right? Yeah, um, at ScottWest69. That's my uh, my writer handle, so probably best to check me out over there, even though I actually don't pay as much attention to that account as I should, but I'll get back on that. So if you want to find me there, go ahead and uh, look me up. Awesome. Yeah. And then there's uh, links in your bio and all that stuff to everything you've got going on in there. And then you'll be tweeting all that stuff out too. You know, yeah. I know you had some, uh, uh, uh a new book, uh, some short stories or whatever, right. I think you said you have in the works that should be coming out really soon. Yeah. It's really close to being done. I decided to, um, I got a trip to Mexico coming up and I thought rather than drive myself crazy, trying to get this all done before that, I'm going to just set it aside for a while. So I get back from the trip and then I'll get back on it. And hopefully shortly after that, it'll be out and I'll make those announcements. So yeah, look for that coming shortly. Awesome. Awesome. Really, really cool. Looking forward to that. So yep, everybody get out there, give Scott a follow and then uh, uh, catch me uh, back here in a minute after I take a quick break uh, to come back in and wrap up the show. It's as they say, Monsignor. The castle is still evil. You can feel it. You can't imagine what it's like. I am not unacquainted with evil. The question is, what are we going to do about it? I don't know. Has anybody been up there since that time? To the castle? Yes. Have you been? 
No. Never. Then you should have gone. To prove there is nothing to fear. Me? Yes. I will come with you. When? Tomorrow. At first light. You will be ready. Otherwise, I shall have to go alone. That would not be easy for me. You know the mountains well. I do not. I will go with you. Thank you, Father. I never doubted you. Dawn will be about six tomorrow. We will meet at half past five. Please, do not be late. that's going to wrap up another episode here uh, I want to thank Scott for joining in uh, once again yeah, great guest a uh, good guy definitely uh, you know hit him up on uh, social media and check out his book as well and not long after you're going to hear this recording he should have another one out so uh, definitely check that out too and, uh, keep with us here because we're going to continue on with Tomb of Dracula and anybody that knows this title knows that these next two issues especially 10 uh, has a huge significance so you dare not miss that one alright everybody Catch you next time.